loud storm. <laughs> There's no way we could be quiet. Two bitches no making a storm. Nah. <laughs> you get nothing done being quiet. Oh my God, Stephanie, it feels so damn good to be back, girl. Oh, Lord, talk about a traumatic couple of past two days. I bet. Oh my gosh. Um, Everybody, welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. You know me, I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, and I am super excited because, you know, it's funny, I've been having a vision about this show. Okay, so, you know, Sammy has been gone a couple of weeks, and I've decided, I want to know your thoughts on this, Stephanie, Mm -hmm. but I've decided I'm not, I don't think I'm going to settle on one co-host, because so far the feedback has been everybody loves all the different rotating hosts, because you get different opinions all the time. So I think I'm going to go with that, and do like the Kelly Ripa thing. Yeah. But I have to... don't be Kelly Ripa, though. Right, but don't be Kelly Ripa. She's horrible. You're not a fan? (laughs) What, what don't you like about her? I mean, I love her. She's so bubbly, but there's something about her I go... You're just not that into? I don't know. But I also really liked Michael, so... Oh, you were a big Michael fan? Yeah. Yes, I loved him. I'm like, this is what you should do all the time, now that you're not playing football. This is you. Well, he did. He went to Good Morning America. Yeah. And it must have been really bad that he went from a show where his name was on the show to now a show where yeah. his name is like nowhere to be seen. Yeah. It's like in the credits. It's crazy. Um, But anyhow, I have had a vision. I'm like, I really want a strong black woman to be my co-host because can you imagine the shit that we would talk about? Oh. (laughs) Oh, God. My head's about to explode. Okay. So anyway, I got her. Stephanie emailed me. Stephanie, um, tell me your last name. Williams. Williams. Okay, cool. I was like, oh, my God. Wait, can we reveal that? I forgot (laughs) to ask you. Last name Ripa. No, I'm kidding. That's not my last name. So Stephanie Williams is my co-host today, and you've been a fan and a listener of the podcast. You were one of the first people to email me, and you said, I am a strong, black, outspoken woman, and I want to co-host with you. I think we'd be a good fit. Absolutely. So what do you think? Do you think this show needs that? Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I mean, is that... Was it it, too white? You know, it could be Sarah So White podcast, but hey, phrase works. It really does. (laughs) We don't want to change to Sarah so white. That's the other. I, I that's the other working. Listen, though. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god! Well, you are here because we're going to talk about that. I found an article that I've been waiting oh. to share. By the way, yeah. Um, and the premise. I read that article. You you had you read that article? I read it the minute it came out. I was like, oh, so true. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, we're going to get into that. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so coming up on today's episode, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about, I want to ask Stephanie, an article came out from a, a woman and her significant other who wrote it, and it essentially said, white women need to start listening to black women. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, I have a million questions. <laughs> so you're, you're here, believe me, you've got a lot of work to do. i got to get woke. Oh, man. <laughs> Loosen up. I mean... You're a little, like, still asleep, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Don't worry, we'll wake you up, girl. Good. Good. That's what I need. <laughs> um, and then some other uh, news I will tell you about. I, I did not have a podcast yesterday, and I'll yeah. explain. Mm. Yeah, that was kind of depressing news. Yeah. But I want to know from you if you think it's ever appropriate to ask somebody out at a funeral, because I witnessed it. And Wait, I'm... did you play your disclaimer? <gasps> oh, you know what? Hold on. <laughs> See how much she knows the show? I love this. This is how I watched. 
This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Oh. So, yeah, to answer your question, that's a fuck no. <laughs> Like, it's a fuck no on asking someone at a funeral. God, what is wrong with you? There's a dead body in the room. What makes you think, oh, I need a date for tonight? I didn't slow that guy down at all. Not a bit. Not. And it's always a guy. It's like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? And then lastly, you know, when you and I were trading emails, because mm-hmm. whenever I have a guest on, I send them the show prep like the night yeah. before. And I'm like, yeah. this show is all about being vulnerable and open. Like, what topic yeah. are you willing to talk about? And so you said your single life. The- oh, God. You would go into. My friend in New York's like, you need your own show. Because I tell her a lot of stories and she goes, that's not true. Yes, it is. This is exactly what happened. If I'm lying, I'm flying. <laughs> this really does happen to me. People are like, what? That's not. Guys, and you're like, you're, no, it's the if truth. If you're not single, don't become single. Just It's like a barren wasteland. Really? Don't do it. So even if you're in the worst marriage, you're still like, hang in there. It's, it, it couldn't okay, be any... no. So let me rewind that back. Like, he's beating you. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> that's your line. I love that that's your please, line. Please leave. Oh, my God. Please leave. Um, I have a weekend where I'm unhappy. I'm like, I'm out of here, please. Single's got to be better. <laughs> no, you're like, the no. line is if he's beating you. Yeah. That's the line. Beating you. He's like a terrible cheater. If he's a horrible person, he spends all your money. Yeah, leave. However, it's just... He leaves the toilet seat up. Yeah, that's not the deal breaker, guys. Please stay, because then you'll get weird WID text and hey, big head, and dicks in your inbox. Like, hey, yeah. big head? Yeah. Like, hey, big head, what you doing? People, who are you? Are you? Who are you? You had you a man fine. actually tweet, text you, hey, big head? Hey, big head. What? Hey, I miss you. <laughs> New phone, who this? <laughs> New phone, who this? I don't know who you are. Get off my phone. Oh, my God. Stephanie, you're going to be epic. Um, have you ever heard of the term breadcrumbing? No. In the dating world. Okay, I'm going to no. tell you what breadcrumbing is. It's apparently the latest online term. So I want to see if this has ever happened to you. Oh, God. That's all coming up. Um, look, you need to review this podcast. You guys have been awesome and super supportive. Uh, please, please, please leave me a review on iTunes. As you know, the podcast is called Hey Frage. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. And hit five stars. Please what, do. Yeah, please do. I think there's only a one one-star review, and this guy wrote, like, oh, that's an hour of my life. I'm never getting probably back. probably tried to send you a dick pic. That's probably why. Yeah, gave fuck you. One you star. It's like, oh, she didn't answer me. One star for her. <laughs> so please do that, and you know I want you to weigh in on this show all the time. Email me, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com with any feedback, stories I should cover, somebody you want to guest host. And then I have a phone number, which is 207 207- Six one three six six nine five. So please call me and I'll play your voice message. Six. It's two zero seven six one three six six nine five. Um. All right. So where are we going to start today? Because I feel like I actually let me let me give you my own. Okay. Here's where I'll start. Yesterday, I did not give you a podcast because I was sadly at a funeral for my boyfriend's cousin. Who died over the weekend. Oh, Stephanie. Have you been to any funerals recently? Thank God, no. Oh, you're so lucky. Knock wood. It was the most, it was the saddest thing. Dan's cousin, they'd grown up together. They'd Mm -hmm. been very, very close. 40 years old, and he was hit by a vehicle. It was, oh, just like, it's it's everyone's nightmare. It's that phone call you get in the middle of the night. 
terrible oh, for his God. parents and everything. So we got the phone call on Saturday that he had been killed in this accident. And so we left Sunday and then the, the viewing was on Monday. The funeral mm-hmm. was on Tuesday. And it was just really hard. It, it was mm. I didn't know Dan's cut. I, I knew him, but I wasn't, you know, very close with him. Like, right. obviously, Dan was. They'd grown up together. Right. But just, oh, my God, seeing everybody there and just so tragic. So yeah. anyway, <gasps> thanks for all your well wishes. Lots of people on Facebook and Twitter were like, hey, so sorry. You know, yeah. thanks. And I will pass that on to Dan. So I really appreciate it. But one of the crazy things that did come out of this funeral, and I believe that Dan's cousin would be happy about this. So I, I feel like I can <laughs> share this story. There was a guy there who actually asked out a woman at the funeral and got her phone number. And I'm like, is this okay? What? Like, she wanted a free meal. Okay, (laughs) she's like, man, what's going on at Red Lobster right now? Sure, get my number. (laughs) My question is, is it ever okay? Because I can actually justify this in my mind both ways. Do you think it's okay to ever ask somebody out at a funeral or viewing? Maybe a viewing. I'll give you viewing, but actual funeral. Oh, it's so tacky. It's so tacky. I'm like, why are you? There's a dead body here, guys. That mother is weeping. Well, what this part of this. In all fairness, this did happen after the actual funeral, so it okay. wasn't as though he's sitting in church and okay. you know leans over and is like, "Hey, you're hot." Like, <laughs> what are you doing later? So Man. he did get through that part, but I'm just like curious because here's my thing, and I mm-hmm. wondered, you're single, yeah. If you meet a guy that you're like, "Oh my god, this person's handsome. I have great chemistry." I mean, this might be your one and only shot. To go to this guy and go, hey, we should have a drink after. Would you do it? Ooh. Not at the church. I may I may shoot my shot afterwards, but not at the church. So now. the reception, we're like, we're on the... Yeah. At the repast, I'm like, maybe. Maybe he might be outside. I'm like, oh. I'm like, yeah, so what are you doing later? <laughs> what, you want to grieve together? <laughs> you're up for it. So, yeah. Hey, that's the thing. I thought to myself, you know what? It's odd, but then at the same time, I admire this guy because maybe these yeah. two are meant to be, and it's yeah. like his only shot. Yeah. I completely witnessed that. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing? <gasps> Was it like, you should have literally live tweeted it. Like, guys. Oh, you know what? I'm at the funeral. I should have. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. She gave it to him. Oh, my gosh. What? It's a genius idea. Seriously. Only then people would have been more upset at me. They're like, they would why are you live tweeting for my funeral? Guys, yeah. this is the repass. When Crazy. the magic happens, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of stories I want to get to before we talk about your single life and also um, that fascinating article about white women listening mm-hmm. to black women. Um, Nordstrom has changed their return policy. And I wanted to bring this story up because, Stephanie, you've worked in retail. Mm-hmm. Um, but if anybody has shopped at Nordstrom's, which is one of my favorite places to go, they have a super, super easy return policy. Like, I've even... And I, I have, I, I want to say like I don't think I've abused it, mm-hmm. but over the years, you know, I've like worn clothes and then had like a pair of jeans, right? And mm-hmm. like the crotch wears out after like two years, and I'll go back and get full refund of like a hundred and twenty dollars on the jeans. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, I'm just getting a new pair of jeans. So I got to tell you that. Why for- is your crotch wearing out? <laughs> Yeah, Irene. No, no, we're not going to ask. Just let her. Irene, come here. Just Irene, let her have it. You have to get right on the microphone so people can hear you. Wait. You want to know why my crotch was wearing out? Yeah, she's like my my crotch wears out after two years. Irene, why is it wearing we out so quickly? We are glossing over that part. 
Like, you don't oh. want to know what she does in her personal life with her crotch, okay? <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> She's just like, 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 no, we're glossing, guys. Maybe it's the excess <laughs> hair, but <laughs> but I'll tell you. No, you know my journey, right? I talk yeah. about it all the time on this show. Like, I've gained and lost weight. Now, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, when I was heavier, I would have severe thigh rub. Yeah. Has anyone else experienced that? I'm oh, like, I have. Okay, thank you. And, like, you know when you have bad thigh rub, and yeah. I used to, that it would actually, it eventually wears mm-hmm. out the inner thigh, the inner yeah. crotch. No, Irene's see, like, I'm no, sorry. So, but see, like no, she said shape. crotch. She didn't say inner thigh. See, guys? Oh. So that mm-hmm. means something, you're doing something a little strange with your crotch. She got <laughs> the she wear got out. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Oh, okay. Let me, let me <laughs> revise. Just the inner thighs. <laughs> So I was like, what? There's a lot of heat down there, a lot of friction. Those I things mean, just rip right through that I mean, shit. Hello, she does have Dan. Dan likes it, okay? <laughs> and here's my thing is, you know, I, I'm sure too, because mm-hmm. you worked in retail. Do they keep oh. notes on the people? Because I'm thinking, I probably have an account at Nordstrom's where they're like, oh yeah, this chick, thighs are on fire. So <laughs> crotch has always got holes in it. What's wrong with this girl? Would you keep notes on people like that? <laughs> Man, you know, Guy. <laughs> the serial returners, they never come to the same register. They'll go, like, all over. But, you know, our nice little security, like, kept records. Like, oh, crap, they're back. <sighs> really? returning something. It's like... So keep it, it. God, keep it. Do you currently still work in retail, or you? I did? do, I do. Okay, so let me tell let me tell you the rest of the story. Then I want to hear mm-hmm. some of your return stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nordstrom's finally, after years and years, is going to now go on a case by case advantage. Uh, return policy, according to a spokesperson. Before, Nordstrom's would issue gift cards to people returning products no longer on sale. Perhaps for that reason, people on social media have actually reported returning items as much as a decade old. So essentially, Mm -hmm. people on social media killed the Nordstrom's return policy. Mm Uh, I just it, here was from Lauren Ash who tweeted. I just witnessed a Nordstrom's employee look up four items without tags from two years ago to make a return of one hundred and eight dollars and eight cents. This is why I shop here. That was from <laughs> January this year. Uh, according to a spokesperson, Nordstrom's just believes that they're being so taken advantage of that now they're not going to return certain things. Again, so like sometimes you might be able to go in, but they're not going to return <clears throat> things from five years ago. <laughs> I, so what do you think about that? I think they need to. I mean, I've heard a story of, you know, someone returning a whole suit that is like six years old to Nordstrom's. I'm like, uh, what are you doing? Like, so now you're five. No, I'm going to keep it. You're six. No, I got to take this thing back. Buyer's remorse. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't get that. So when you you work in retail, what's Mm -hmm. the craziest thing you've, have you seen somebody try to bring back something 10 years old, 15 years old? I have seen, so I work in textiles, and so I've seen, like, certain brands we don't even sell in the store anymore. They may not even be online. I've seen people bring in, oh, I've had these sheets for years, and, you know, now it just started ripping. Like, man, we don't even sell this anymore. Why are you bringing this back? And then we're like, what are we supposed to do? And it's like, technically, it is our merchandise. We just don't have it in our system anymore, so we have to find a way. So totally understand that but I mean people bring old sheets they bring dresses prom uh, prom season is hilarious because (gasps) you know everyone brings those dresses back 
I'm like, why are you bring? Eh. And then they stinked. I'm like, what is? What have you been doing in this dress? Oh it's my like, god, oh get god. out! But can you guys say no? Like, do you say no to any customers? So the problem is, my store changed. Like, and they recently just changed again their policy. But we had changed our policy to we took everything back to compete with Nordstrom's because everyone knew Nordstrom's took everything back. So they're like, oh, okay, well we have to compete with Nordstrom's, and you're like crap, I can't tell you no that you just returned this dish set with food still on it, so I can't tell you no that we can't take this back. You legit had somebody return a dishware set and there right was still food? Right after Thanksgiving. It was like, oh my god. Seriously, is that cranberry sauce? <laughs> Oh was it one god. of those like expensive Lennox? Yes. Like the Lennox cr- Oh my god, I love it's those. I always wanted that. Yeah. It's like so nice. I'm like, man, we can't sell this back. I'm like, we can't sell this now. What are we supposed to And what'd she say? Oh. I'm like, we took it back. I'm like, because they'll be like, oh, get a manager. And of course the manager's going to go, we have to take it back, guys. Like, but I want to say no so bad. I only literally only say no to people when they like bring in stuff from Ross. I'm like, oh, I got this from here. No, you did not because the deck clearly has a Ross sticker on it. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am, you didn't get it from here, so I can't take it back. And they'll go, oh, okay, for the most part. But some people are like, oh, we have to take everything back. I'm like, no, you don't. I'm not taking anything back from TJ Maxx. You didn't get it from here. <laughs> take it back to TJ Maxx. Uh, according to the story, too, they say that it's a two. the return business is a $2 billion business. It like, so of losing is. money for these retailers. It so is. Because as long as you, it's in a lot of places, as long as you have the receipt, they'll take it back. So... It's like, if you paid full price for it and take it back, I'm like, you're basically getting your money back. Oh, my God. And they have to eat it because, I mean, they can't resell it, so they have to, like, get rid of it. And it's like, that's eating up their stuff. So, but in light of Nordstrom's now changing their policy, has your company, has your clothing... So, yeah. So Do now, you want to say the business? Should we say the business I, or not? Yeah, can. I work at Macy's. Everyone knows Macy's. Oh. <laughs> Stephanie's like, everyone knows me there. Everyone knows me. Seriously, people are like, oh, is she here? I'm like, no, God. <laughs> don't come looking for me. No, because I amazing. used to do bridal registry, and now I work in textiles, so I live in the home store. I can't work in clothing because I'm allergic. I'm really? Allergic to, oh, God. Like, seriously, I'm allergic to people who shop in clothing because they're crazy. Absolutely I nuts. Can't, I can't. I'm like, sorry. Like, I can't work in that clothing department. I'm allergic. Sorry, guys. <laughs> See that? Allergic. Textiles are a little less batshit. Oh, uh, yeah. Just a little. Except around holidays where people are like, oh, my God, I need this tablecloth. I'm like, do you need it? <laughs> <laughs> or do you want it? It's totally different. Neither one or two different things, but yeah. So they recently changed their policy to it has to be within 12 months and it has to be in sellable condition when you return it. So you can't just return your Keurig that's like hanging on by two threads here and say, hey, I want to return this. Well, sorry, you're going to have to talk to the actual company and see if they'll send you one, which they will because that happened to me. Because that- my Keurig stopped working and I actually, I didn't even return it to... I didn't return to the store. I just called Keurig. I'm like, oh. They're like, oh, we'll just send you a new one. I'm like, yay, because something was wrong with, like, one little piece. Well, good. That's the way it's... I mean, I feel like these retailers were crazy to do that in the first place. It's like, people take such advantage of it. They're like, oh, I can just bring it back. I'm like, no. (laughs) No, you can't now. Sorry, guys. Um, You guys abused it. I don't know if you heard about this new phone scam. This one seems absolutely terrifying and one that I'd actually fall for. What? Oh. I don't usually, like, talk about phone scams or, like, email scams necessarily mm-hmm. because I think by now everybody knows, you know, that no one's inheriting money from your overseas, you know, friend in Africa that's, like, or, you My know. My Uncle Akeem is not sending me money, guys. Yeah. <laughs> 
exactly. But anyhow, this one is terrifying. So according to a new alert, there's a, a government agency has issued a warning that sometimes a company from a government agency or a company will call and um, they're waiting for you to say yes mm-hmm. on the other line. So they'll ask you, can you hear me? So this is not a Verizon like joke, can you hear Mm -hmm. me now? You'll get a recording that goes, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And when you go yes, the company is recording yes to then take and edit your yes and then sign you up. I'm dead serious. This is crazy. If you answer yes, there's a possibility that the scam artist behind the call has recorded you and will use your agreement to sign you up for a product or service and then demand payment. This is according to the warning. What? Yeah. Um, And you wonder this. Can a recording really lead to unwanted charges? And that's yes, according to a senior security response manager at Norton. They say if the caller says they're from a home security agency or a cruise line company, Mm -hmm. they could say you agreed to have the service installed or accepted an offer from a cruise ship by splicing the recorded yes into a clip of them asking you to authorize charges for your service. Oh, my God. Is that not nuts? People are horrible. Um, These scams, by the way, have been happening in Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Uh, Snopes says that there ha- there are no reports of actual dollars lost. So although these have been happening where it's like, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me now? And you're like, yes, yes. And they've taken that. So far, no one's been like charged. No one's actually oh, come back. Got but anyway. Um, I can see someone's grandmother just falling for that. Oh, my God. I feel like that's one that. The problem is I, they must be beginning to target young people. Because I'm like, that's something I would fall for. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can't you see that, Stephanie? I mean, absolutely, right? So I I wanted, like I said, I've been saving this article forever. Um, The Women's (laughs) March. Because I'm like, I need a a strong black woman to to tell me about this. Oh, God. Um, Obviously, the Women's March was a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I was Mm -hmm. asking you if you went. Were you there? I was not. I wasn't there. We both were working. (laughs) Irene, the intern, was. I was working, too. (laughs) You were there. Thank God, Irene. Um, Angela, thank God for Irene. I know, thank God. So you can jump in here, Irene, if, if we need someone to verify this. <laughs> word on the street. Word on the, the word. Oh, yeah. Irene's word. Irene's word. Maybe that's a title for Irene, Irene on the street. Anyway, Irene on the street, I like it. Give you a microphone, camera. Bitch. Oh, bitch. Irene on the street. <laughs> It is way better with a sassy black woman. So look, here's the article. The article is titled titled, Women in Viral Photo from Women's March to White Female Allies. Listen to a black woman, okay? There's a picture that was circulated, which Mm -hmm. I didn't see until I read this story, but it says, Mm -hmm. don't forget, white women voted for Trump, which I do believe 52% of white women who Mm -hmm. voted actually voted for Trump. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously only about half of the U.S. And population. And they were the largest votes. percentage in the election. 37%. It was 30, 37 and 35%. Or 34% was white men. So, anyway, so a woman and her her boyfriend, who's the photographer, came out and took this picture. Kevin mm-hmm. Bennett um, asked her to pose so he could take the photo of his girlfriend. And, and in the background of the photo is the oblivious, probably four white women that are standing there next to Angela Peoples. And Angela Peoples is, is holding up that sign and she's sucking on a lollipop um, with an unapologetic look on her face. And it went viral. Peoples shares with The Root the story behind the photo and what's going to what's it going to take to actually make a joint movement work. And so she goes on to basically say... Um, 
they ask her, why did you decide to create a sign that says white women voted for Trump? And she says, this is her answer, and this is what I want to know from Mm -hmm. you, Stephanie. She says, we need to be really honest about why we're here. There was a sense for me of being at the march and in community with folks that were wanting to resist this horrifying reality, but also not wanting folks to be complacent. And, she, and they ask her, how did you respond? How do people respond to your sign? Most people are saying when I would hold this up, not this woman, not this white woman. I didn't vote for her, they'd say, um, of the 53% of white women that voted for Trump. That means someone you know, though, someone who's close in your community with you voted mm-hmm. for Trump. You need to organize your people. This is what she is saying about white women. And some people said, oh, I'm so ashamed. She says, don't be ashamed. Organize your people. That's why the photo was such a great moment to capture, because it tells the story of white women in this moment wanting to just show up in a very superficial way and not wanting to do the hard work of making change, of challenging their own privilege. You're here protesting, but don't forget the folks that you live with every single day and probably some of the women that decided to come to this march voted for Trump, made that decision to vote against self-interest to maintain their white supremacist way of life. Okay. I, <laughs> Did that blow your mind? It does blow my mind. Because here's, I guess here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is my question about the, the women's march. Mm-hmm. So those women, it seems to me like Angela Peoples, though, is judging the white women that are there. Aren't we all in this together as women marching and protesting? We, ooh, so we are. We're all in this together. I definitely see that. Um, so I think the problem is, is that because it was such a large percentage of women who voted for him, I think that is the scary part. And then it was announced about the march and it kind of made you tilt your head in a Scooby-Doo face like, wait a minute, it's like 53% of you voted for him. And then 30% of the people who actually voted for Trump just voted for him because they didn't like Hillary Clinton, which to me is like, you don't, you don't have to like her. You don't have to fuck her. You don't have to like have lunch with her. It's like you don't, don't need to like her, but it's like this, it was like this hate. And I'm just like, okay guys you don't have to like her i'm like i i can see why you don't right everyone has their vote and it's like for me i was like i don't care who you vote for just vote but to vote for for him vote for him was just ooh. Well, let me ask you this because the article what i thought was fascinating is mm-hmm. the real question is i guess i thought by being in it together that mm-hmm. that women were showing up for each other but she's basically saying white women need to show up for black women so what does that mean like what does that mean to you in your everyday life do you think that statement's true or do you think that that's not really true of most african-american women so hmm, that's interesting because three african-american women helped coordinate this march and it's so one successful and two organized and then the speakers that were there were very very diverse so that's the best part about this so I think it's interesting and I know women who went one wonderful women also went to the sister marches they're wonderful people like knowing hell did they vote for Trump so I'm not speaking about them but in the general like workplace in your general life yeah. 
How do you think that white women don't show up for black women? So it's interesting that some of the women that probably went to this march would probably be telling people that were in Black Lives Matters or who do protests for um, people being shot in the street, no dapple. I'm like, why are you protesting? This is just crazy. But then we'll come turn around and have this march and say, why aren't you marching with us? Like, when mm. we have a march, you tell us how futile and pointless it is and, you know, you're causing commotion and you should just not do this, but then when it's your march, you want us to show up. It's like, wait a minute. Like, mm. So are you coming to the next march? Are you coming with us for the next one? So I, I guess this means you're coming? No? Uh, okay. <laughs> so is that how you feel? You feel like a lot of white women, and, and by the way, the article said, and maybe Irene can attest this, but so the, the article goes on to say that the majority of women that were protesting, at least in D.C., were white. So you know, is one of the things that white people need to do is they need to show up for Black Lives Matter marches, is what you're saying, and become more interested in really, like, white privilege? I think, to a certain extent, yes. It's more of, don't poo-poo it so quickly. Considering mm. that you see how successful the women's marches were, don't poo-poo, like, a, you know, a No Dapple march or a Black Lives Matter march or any kind of March that doesn't necessarily affect you. And if you were like talking about like this is injustice and we should march, I'm like, so if you see an injustice, don't be so quick to just turn it down or just go, no, no. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, if you see injustice, then stand up for it. So if you want all of us to stand up for you, stand up for us too. Stand up for people who are saying, I don't want a pipeline. Right. Or like transgender people saying, I want the same rights as a straight person. I'm like, it doesn't necessarily affect you. But you should still stand up because it's injustice, period. If it's injustice, stand up for it, period. I love that. Yeah. I, I And here's what she goes on to say, too. They asked her, after this march, are you hopeful that white women will show up for black women and the issues of people of color? She says, I definitely have hope. But I don't think it's a matter of white women becoming interested in our issues. I need them to recognize that they're implicit or complicit benefactors of a system like white supremacy and patriarchy. And that's a problem because issues of reproductive justice, wage issues, those are issues too. We don't need them to take on a new set of issues. We need them to understand <coughs> the impact of these particular issues when it comes to race and gender and different mm -hmm. experiences. Mm -hmm. They need to make adjustments to how they're organizing, what they're advocating for, and how they show up to these systems based on that understanding. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell me this. I think what she's basically saying is, and I just realized this as hashtag Sarah So White. <laughs> so what she's saying is like all the time, and this is really truly what white privilege is, in the work, in most work environments, for example, right, I'm going to be treated differently than my female African-American coworker. Absolutely. If, if we don't have a boss that's woke, yeah. essentially. So let me also say this. There were a lot of um, I like that. There, woke. There, <laughs> there I like, are a I like lot of it. woke white women who went to this march, too. And I don't want to shortchange them. Right. Because they're like, no, I've been on the ground and I've seen it. So there are a lot of women that went there going, yeah, I know about white supremacy. I'm like, the fact that like Hillary Clinton even said it on a national stage speaks volumes. I'm like, you don't see. I'm like, of course, they expected Barack Obama to say it. But for Hillary Clinton to say it, that was huge. Because to actually recognize it and like realize I have this like set of privileges that I I can use it to right. use that platform. It wasn't respected by a lot of voters, and that's okay too. I'm like you don't have to respect it, I guess. But 
to realize that you have a privilege and go like I'm still going to fight for someone those women were there too I know quite a few of them they're like yeah I'm like Oh, there is a such thing as white supremacy. There is institutionalized racism. I know that. I'm still going to march. I'm going to put on my nice little pink pussy hat and go. They would have went anyway. Do you think it hurts both Black Lives Matter cause and the women's uh, march and what women are trying to do with this administration when we put restrictions on each other? And what I mean by that is it seems to me, and again, I have a lot of work to always and research to do, but it does seem like when there was the women's movement in the 60s, right, and and women's right to vote, it was kind of like door was open, everybody's welcome, come in. It seems like now with Women's March or whatever, it's like Mm -hmm. come in, but only come in if you're kind of like aware of X, Y, and Z. Do you feel like that's true or do you think that that doesn't apply to to like Mm. Black Lives Matter or to this Women's March? I think when it comes to, so interesting with marches, um, it's kind of like when it comes to injustice, you expect black women to be there. Because Mm. one, we, we march. Like, you need someone to help. We help. We organize. We coordinate. That is what we do. Got and it. So you, there's this expectation of like, oh, we're going to do this march. You guys see injustice. You're definitely going to be there. And when we raise concerns, we raise things about Planned Parenthood, Black Lives Matter, whatever concern we raise, and then we don't get the support. I mean, not saying you have to, uh. like, sit right next to me and hold my hand, but actually going, yeah, this is pretty fucked up, and we should be recognizing that. There's the disconnect. It's like... You want us to come support you. Like, when are you going to come support us? And there are white women who do so. And those are the ones, not saying, like, those are the ones we like, but those are the ones we like, thank you. But everybody's (laughs) going to get... Irene, on the street. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's going to get on board, right? Because, like, you know, women might make... A white woman makes whatever, 76 cents to a guy's dollar. But Mm -hmm. then black women make 68 Mm -hmm. cents or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's... I see what you're saying. It's really about getting in the trenches and fighting, you know, for other black women and and people of color. Yeah, because, I mean, I... Like, black women were still there because they, like, they kind of look... Not once they put their blackness aside because there's no way that you can. There's, like, you're black every single day. And, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. like, I'm always reminded. I'm like, honestly, I Really? Know. Are you? Do you feel like you always are? Yeah. Well, like, in what ways? It could be walking down the street. It could be how someone approaches you. It could be really? the looks you get. Yeah. Sarah's so white, girl. Well, I do know. I do have to say, I do know this. I go out with my friend Tiffany to nightclubs, and I'm always amazed. And it's funny, because at first I was like, I don't know why people aren't trying to touch me. You know, I'm, a, I'm completely, like, voyeuristic. You just want you know? to touch your Absolutely. crotch. Is that what's going on? But men really do, like, grab her. And I'm like... It, it shocks it's expectation. me. I'm like, oh, you're black, girl. I know you want this. Girl, if you don't get your hands off me, it is why true. are you touching me? It is true. <laughs> you, I feel like we, uh, black women especially, I feel like, are objectified way more than white women. I'm, I'm in there. You know, of course, me, I'm in there and I'm thinking, you know, what's wrong with my tits and ass? You know, come on over here. <laughs> Want to rub your dick on my butt? Sure. <laughs> but I never get it. I'm like, what's wrong? They're like, wait, this isn't fun now. I want to do it on my terms, not on Sarah's terms. What? And you, you think it's just, <laughs> what? You just think that is, it's just like the, it's just, we're conditioned. Like something about black Sarah women, said. what? You can just violate them easier yeah. or whatever. Like, they want it all the time. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want you. God. I know. Ugh. <laughs> Put that no, tiny nub you. away. <laughs> Get a real penis. <laughs> Go rub it on Sarah. That's what she yeah. wants. Sure. 
Get over here, rub your weird dick on me. I don't mind. I always go out with her. I'm like, what's up? Do I have something on my face? Why aren't it's these like, guys why trying to? Why do they want to touch me? Yeah. I'm not nice. I'm like, Start maybe. On. I know. Did I smell? Anyway. I, we could talk about that all day. You have to come back on because we could yeah. talk about that. There's like more dating stories I want to get to before Please this do. show is over. Um, here are a, a, a couple of really quick stories. One, uh, Super Bowls this weekend. Stephanie, Ooh, do you care who wins? Go Falcons. No. <laughs> I'm a Pats fan. Come on, Tom Brady. <laughs> he and that ridiculous ass chin. <laughs> Suck it, Tom Brady. Really, you're not yeah. attracted to him, huh? I'm attracted to him. I want to fuck him all day, but I'm <laughs> saying the Patriots suck. I'm a Ravens fan. We hate them. Oh, that is <laughs> we true. Hate them. Uh, Falcons and Patriots, of course, play on Saturday. There's a story out about all the ways that NFL teams cheat, and um, <laughs> I didn't realize this, but um, and you know, of course, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick always get a lot of heat for allegedly deflating those you know footballs, which I, I guess maybe isn't even allegedly. I guess it did happen or something. Yeah. Tom Brady says he didn't order it. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, according to the article, they say that uh, teams cheat in many, many ways, including the Metrodome in Minneapolis, um, where the Vikings are known for doing things over the years, like um, having atrocious horn sounds or um, even louder, like pumping noise yeah. in yeah. to the stadium to make it loud and more obnoxious mm-hmm. for the opposing team. Um, yeah. It also makes it very, very difficult for the team to then call plays. Mm-hmm. Um, they say, I didn't realize, so loud. So loud. Yeah. Players get fined if you leave anything behind mm-hmm. in your um, hotel room. You could be fined $10,000 if you fail to turn it in game plan book on mm-hmm. Sunday morning at the stadium. They're saying that after an NFL team leaves a hotel, someone from the opposing team automatically yeah. goes and goes through their rooms, trying to look for like other things. They need every what? trick they can. I'm like, look, do you know who we play this week? Yeah, they need every trick. Can. Uh, one of the biggest things that teams try to steal from each other are those playbooks. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, and then, so anyway, that's kind of it. They also say that they look at the roster um, and moves a team will make, especially with its practice squad. The practice squad is a revolving door in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And so while there are a lot of young guys developing on that, there's also a reason a team will sign an opposing team's practice squad player, mm-hmm. basically to just, like, get all the info out of them. Mm-hmm. Very sneaky. Yeah. i got to get some opposing podcasters on here and uh, get their secrets. <laughs> You know, I mean, what do you do? Um, have you heard of the term breadcrumbing? No, no. Okay, we got to talk about this. Have you ever been breadcrumbing? It's called. It's essentially when someone online you meet and they send you flirtatious texts or um, messages Mm -hmm. over like Match dot com or Tinder, but with no intention to ever get together with you. So it's just dropping breadcrumbs. Ever been breadcrumbed? Oh God, yes. Horrible. You thought, wait, yeah, I Irene, too. get on I'm the mic. Like, I thought that was going to be way more sexual. I thought you were going to be like, you know, breadcrumbing when they like drop breadcrumbs on your pussy and, like, <laughs> and then like eat them out. And I'm, like, Whoa. I'm like, I don't know what this means, guys. Irene needs a sandwich or a salad or something. Now, first it was Irene on the street. Now it's Irene in the gutter. What is going <laughs> on here? That's just something Sarah would bring up. Like, it's true. Like, I would. Have I would you say ever that. heard of like soaking? And you're just like, Ugh. like what is that? <gasps> so tell me this: Have you ever been breadcrumbed? Oh God, yes. And how, like, how do you know? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm assuming like after what two or three messages, and yeah. the, the person will like when you're online, will you initiate and go, "Hey, let's get together"? <sighs> like, will you ask the person out? Um. I'm working up to that. Don't judge me, guys. I really can't do it. I'm like, 
I can't ask a guy out. I haven't worked myself up to that. Really? No. Where's your app? I, Let's ask him out right now. Who are you no, wait, like? Who are you waiting on? Yeah. I can't swipe right on none of those fuckers. They are ridiculous. What app do you use? What app? So I use Plenty of Fish. Oh yeah. And they are like. They're nuts, too. They're like, oh, man, I want a good girl. And, hey, W.I.D., here's my dick. Um, what? Really? Like you, can I at least say how I'm doing before you show me your dick? That's not, you know, great. So, like, will they start with anything? and Or the, or the first photo will just be like, here's my job. Yeah, I'm like, oh, let's exchange photos. I'm like, okay, then here's your dick. I'm like, um... I gotta get yeah, on these not. websites. I would send them no, back the don't. biggest bushes. Like I really would. I would send them back. See, like I love to fuck with people, so I would see, just like. And that's the thing. Then they'll definitely be calling me. <laughs> they'll be like, "Oh, so when can I see this in person? <laughs> when can I see it?" So I don't know. Then you'll find that little niche market that likes hairy bushes. I love that. That would be like my dream. Can you imagine never having to wax or shave again? It'd be like, amazing. I don't even have to do this anymore because he loves it, Harry. Guys. Yeah, that would be like my dream. <laughs> don't you hate to? Don't you? Do you ever feel like is it just me or does anyone else think that they're they're like their hair in their crotch grows faster than everywhere else? I swear to God, I just yeah. have it waxed and then it's right back. I'm like, what the God. fuck? Like, yeah, I have to do this again. Yeah, my my aunt. Get, she get um, close to the mic. My aunt, she's amazing. Hi, Aunt Kathy. She's not listening. Um, but <laughs> she, she went through chemotherapy for breast cancer, and, like, oh. she's totally great, and everything's good. Uh-huh. Um, so thank goodness for that. But she was like, I swear to God, the only positive is all my pubic hair is gone. Oh, my God. She's like, that was the best part. I was oh like, my okay, God. girl, it's way, like, to, way to stay positive. That would be the dream. Like, silver lining here, guys. Um, anyway, they have a new dating term for it, and that's exactly what it's called on Tinder. They say uh, breadcrumbing is the biggest thing, but they're advising people not to do it because they say that it really fucks with people mentally. It's a fucking waste of time. I'm yeah. like, dude, stop wasting my time. Do you want to go? I want to see you. Nothing happens. I want to see you. Nothing happens. I want to see you. No, you don't. No, obviously you don't. So we can just stop this. Uh, they say Tinder and Bumble are the worst at this. And lots of times people just want to know that they're wanted uh, and want a little bit of an ego burst. They or probably don't have big flirt. so it's fine. Oh, well, I so guess. Uh, and experts say that online dating um, is a number of head games that it plays with people, but it can be a very harsh reality. She advises people, obviously, to not breadcrumb others. Um, yeah. Yeah, say what you mean and mean what you say. Yeah, God, I'm wasting my time. I know, um, Stephanie. You've been an amazing guest. Can you believe that it's already been like? What? I swear to God, time flies on this podcast. God, what else it do does. we? G- we got to have you back. Yes, please. Um, where can people follow you? So let's see. I have a Twitter. It's at Miss Steph Sunshine S T E P H. I just realized I had to spell it. Some people spell it with an S, an F. And I'm also on Instagram. I can't remember my handle because I never remember that thing. But yes, please tweet me, Stephanie Miss- Williams. Yes. We'll tag you on uh, yes, on all of mine. Um, you can follow me on social media. It's at HeyFrage on Twitter, Instagram, HeyFrage Show on Snapchat. Also, get your tickets. Our next live show featuring Woo! Paul Wharton. Oh my God! Are you a fan I of love- Paul? I want to lick his face. Seriously, ah, I love Paul. He does have very beautiful skin. He it's, does. It's, I fucking love that guy. He does. Oh, yes. Uh, get his skincare. That's it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Next time you'll have to be here. Uh, we're doing a live show February 24th. Get your tickets. DCImprov.com. Bye, everybody. Bye.